Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Wicked Smile. Wicked Smile is from Australia. This band is all about bringing back fist-pumping heavy rock to the forefront. Their first full-length album, Wait for the Night, explores current issues within society, such as civil unrest, bullying, and mental health. And here is my interview with Wicked Smile. Hello, my friend. How are you, Robert? Great. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Cheers. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Nah, all good, mate. No problems. All good. I wanted to congratulate you on Wait for the Night. I love the album from front to back. It's uh-huh. amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's really nice of you. Thanks. I know everyone in the band has had recording history. I wanted to know, uh, how was the process uh, doing a full link together? It started late uh, 2019. Uh, I just left my old band, Black Majesty, after playing with them for almost 20 years. Um, On very good terms, it was just time for me to do something different. And after that, I started writing a couple of songs. I think I wrote four songs on my own and then i needed someone to to listen to them so i sent four to my good friend paul lane um in canada who i've been friends with and played in his band and he's produced um some of um my band's uh stuff with the radio sun and um things i played him the four songs and he loved them and then we decided to co-write the album together pretty much and after that it was a very quick process. I went, uh, my, my job was, my purpose was to find a singer who could sing the material. I needed a singer who could sing uh, the lows all the way through the, the highs. Um, our influences are very 80s based. So we go from anything influences Iron Maiden. So we needed that Bruce Dickinson voice all the way through to um Dio, you know, with the timber type voice, so influence wise, I mean. And I thought, who am I going to get? And after really thinking about uh, the local scene, I thought Danny Ciccardi, who'd previously played in bands like Pegasus and I Fear. And after playing the material, he loved it. We uh, got together and he sang on the um, first song that we recorded, We Fall. And after that, man, it went, you know, things came together really quickly. I put together a band of uh, fantastic musos and good people from the scene. So I pretty much handpicked people who I wanted to work with within the band. And after that, it's been full steam ahead. We formed the band. I've got Glenn Cav on bass, Jason Tyro on drums, and Dave Graham also on um lead guitar as well as myself and we've been playing gigs uh, we've played so far i think five or six sold out shows um in our hometown during the the covid period on and off um when we've been allowed lockdown and stuff and um onwards and upwards and most recently we've released our debut cd wait for the night uh, about a bit over a month ago and yeah the reviews have been amazing like some people are calling it album of the year which is fantastic and very humbling Yes, it is definitely one of the best albums of the year. I agree totally. I think uh, this band sounds like you guys have been together for 10 years. 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, well, look, I guess the band is very experienced and um, they're a bunch of good guys. And as I said before, the main thing was to write 10 um, tracks that were, you know, there's no filler on the album. So, and we wanted a lot of uh, variation in terms of, you know, have your really up-tempo fast songs, metal songs, have your melodic rock, hard rock songs, and also have um, a ballad or two. Yes, and you also have found a between that 80s feel and a modern touch as well. Yeah, well, that uh, our influences are very much the 80s, um, and we wanted to write an album within that style but with a modern production, and that went all the way through from drums to guitars, and obviously um, we've got Paul Lane, who handled the production, and I think he did a great job. And um, in listening through the album a few times, um, a lot of the lyrics seem on a personal level. Is this true? Yes, yeah. Um, depending on um, which song, we, we covered a lot of non-cliche parts of the 80s, I think. Um, and that was a, a, an important thing to me. For example, the song Stronger is about um, bullying. I've got um, two kids and uh, my daughter, who's a singer-songwriter herself, Cassidy Paris, she's um, recently turned 18 and finished high school. But um, sometimes at school she was given a hard time for being a girl who wanted to play rock and roll. And so that's not cool. Um, so that song Stronger is about her. And um, then we, we tackle um, some issues like, uh, for example, in Days of Delirium, um, it's about the human mind and um, tensions and how people deal with things. And um, Last Goodbye and Don't Wait For Me is a... Is a um, are a little bit more of a sad songs about um, losing somebody um, close to you. Um, and, yeah, the, you know, We Fall, uh, the first song that we recorded, which is track three on the album, we thought we wanted to talk about just the, the genre of hard rock and heavy metal and how it often gets uh, swept under the carpet but always comes back and is always there. So it talks about um, our youth of... You know, wearing leather jackets, de uh, denim, tattoos, and so on. Yeah, I remember. I mean, this will date me, but <laughs> no, I, I, remember, I remember going to school in high school, and I was the only guy in school with a Kiss t-shirt on Yeah, and got a lot of ridicule for it, but I proudly wore it. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, well, I think all of us were very similar. I mean, we were the kids at school who were – mastering the logos of Kiss and Dio and Judas Priest on our school books, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> um, and wearing uh, the heavy metal T-shirts on um, uniform-free days, you know, where we didn't have to wear school uniforms. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, and that's very much um, what we're about. It, you know, we're kind of giving a tip of the hat to the genre of music that we loved and um, still love to this day. I mean, you know, I sometimes people will ask me, man, you, you you're listening to, you know, um, Skid Row in, you know, 2021. And I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, we're listening to Rainbow as well, which, you know, further dates us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk of Sign of Times as well. Yeah. Because 
it's a very powerful song and it seems to address a lot of issues that we've been facing in the past couple of years. Yeah, correct. Well, that song was very much written about um, the whole, yeah, the last two years, you know, with COVID-19 and the lockdown and um, how we've, you know, basically it's talks about um, segregation, how uh, people are, uh, some people are on this, you know, um, side of the fence. Some people on the other side of the fence. It talks about the masks um, and just where things are at. I mean, who would have thought we'd be going through a pandemic? I mean, there's, oh, I certainly didn't, you know, two and a half years ago, there was no way that I was thinking, you know, that we'd be going through something like this. So, um, yeah, it was, we wanted to focus on the now. And um, I think a lot of people have connected with that and, Danny Ciccardi, the lead vocalist, does an amazing um, job on that song. I think the vocal really, um, yeah, it just stands out. It's just a fantastic vocal. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things for me about the pandemic was it seemed that, unfortunately, when people have a lot of time to sit around and don't have a lot to do, they become hateful because they are hating their world at the time. And, yeah, you know, it seemed like we were spraying a lot of hate when that was the last thing we needed at the time. Oh, absolutely. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, a, that's tough, man. I mean, um, because when people are, you know, sick and dying and stuff like that, it's just, it's, it's terrible and it's really hard. And, um, but at the same time, when people are, probably voicing too much of the their opinions and you know it's getting people upset that's a tough one i mean we talk about um we talk about what happened but we don't really give an opinion on you know um what we think you know so um i think that's important because and that's the scary part about social media when it becomes personal too many opinions are are out there and people are talking politics i think it can you know it it definitely you know upsets um the population that's for sure and i also wanted to talk to you about the song love's got a hold on you was the opening segment of that song added or was that actually written as part of the beginning uh it was added um just like we fall has a little bit of an intro and we just thought we needed something to set the song up. Um, it, it kind of has a little bit of an eerie feel. Um, and then it goes into Love's Got a Hold on You with the, the big guitar riff. Um, so, yeah, it, it did come after, but it was always thought about in the, in the songwriting process. And also um, on the album, the song Stronger, I think yep. it's a perfect finale for the album. And I was wanting to know, was it written to cap off the album? Uh, it wasn't written to cap off the album, but it was um, a song that, <sighs> believe it or not, it was. we were wondering if it was going to make the album, that song. I and I really pushed for it um, because, like, you know, I really, really liked the tune. And um, some people, you know, uh, not with, within the band, but outside, you know, friends were saying, oh, look, you know, maybe you could leave off this tune and put, 
put another tune in and I'm like, oh, man, I love that song and what it stands for. So I mm-hmm. think it, it does complete the album, particularly because before you've got Don't Wait For Me, the, um, the ballad. So um, I think it just brings things up again uh, and it's a good way to, to, to finish the album. And I also wanted to ask you if you could speak of the album cover artwork. One, it's very great. And two, um, can you talk about the uh, theme of the album artwork? Yep. Okay. Um, all of our uh, singles and EPs um, or EP and album artwork, we have this, uh, it's, it's I, I guess, a, a little bit of a haunting theme, you know, kind of... Uh, a little bit uh, vampire-influenced in, uh, um, in a lot of our uh, album art. And even at our um, live shows, we've got big banners um, of the uh, you know, the female uh, face and stuff. Um, so for us, it was about... We love the idea of all the uh, 80s hard rock album covers in terms of they're very striking. Um, now, whether it be bands like Icon or um, Dio or you know, Iron Maiden. There, there's something that sort of draws you to and it kind of has a bit of a story and a theme and we, we wanted to, con- to continue that theme. So with the album cover, we always loved that image and um, we, we thought it, it was just cool because it's like, well, what is actually happening? Is it the is it the girl's hands or is it somebody else's somebody else's hands? So it's I like that 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 thing that makes you think, and mm-hmm. the, um, yeah. So that that was the idea behind it. And I also wanted to ask you if you could pick your favorite track off the album, what would it be? For me, I'd probably say We Fall only because that was the first song that was written and recorded. Um, and as soon as that song was recorded um, with Danny on vocals, that's when we knew that we had something special. And we we actually released, I think it was a 30-second sampler on YouTube just as the band um, was launching and the response was amazing. Like so many people were like, wow, you know, I love this band. They've got a big guitar sound, huge vocal range and uh, catchy songs. So I'd probably say We Fall. And uh, who is the wild one of the band? The wild one? <laughs> uh, I'd probably say... Well, dep- depends on, um, a, on a few issues, but I'd probably say the bass player, Glenn Cav, in a nice way. I know that sounds strange to be wild, but in a nice way. But he's, <laughs> he's just a he's a, a teddy bear, yet at, at the same time wild. And But um, we've got Dave Graham, who he's a, a real fitness dude, and he looks like Superman, like he's so strong. Um, he's got the pecs. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's, he's probably... Uh, wild in that aspect and um but yeah man it's all about we've got a great um a great i guess we're a united front with the band because we've got five people who have a similar um belief in and love for the style of music and uh we're just very very focused i think as well so even for our live shows i would like to say that we sound um 
just as good, you know, I mean, as much as you can um, or the closest thing to it, because everything you hear on the album is what you get live because, I mean, that's our real guitar sound. Um, and yeah, I mean, with Danny's vocals, he's just amazing. And I also wanted to ask you, um, have you, uh, cons have you had any offers for any festivals, anything like that? Um, any chance of coming to the States? Okay. Um, well, yesterday, actually, we had a fantastic meeting, a, a local meeting in Australia where we're going to be um, signing with a booking agent. So that's um, uh, fantastic. So a team that's going to help us um, spread the word further. So um, that'll be announced soon. So, um, and that means, you know, of course, you know, playing bigger places, um, getting some, you know, um, good supports, uh, just expanding the brand within um, Australia. And um, hopefully uh, that team is going to help us get around the world as well. I know there's talk of um, Japan and um, Indonesia and so on. We're, we're already booked to play the U United Kingdom. Um, so anywhere um, around England, all the way to Scotland and so on um, in November, 2022. And we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can squeeze in um, a date or two and get over to the United States, at least for a little bit. So um, fingers crossed, man, um, I hope so. I mean, I've been to the United States, oh gosh, almost 10 times and I love it. So where, where are you from, Robert? Which, which part of the United States? I'm in the East. I'm in Ohio, the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cool. I've never been to Ohio. I've been to so many parts of um, the United States, but never been. So I hope so, man. I really do. And, you know, um, we see all of our sales and um, we're selling, you know, not too bad in the United States. So um, fingers crossed, man. Yeah, I'm a... Uh... I wanted to definitely get it out um, here in the States and all over because, like I say, I totally love the song cover to cover. And Thank I've been. You. Thank everyone you. Everyone well, I. So, hey, listen to these guys. They agree. You know, everyone I, I said, hey, you got to check this out. And they, everyone loves it. Oh, that that's, that's very, very cool, man. Um, yeah, look, for us, it's it's definitely the aim to, to get to the United States. Um, when, I'm not 100% sure, but it's I, I've, I've played many shows in um, with other bands. I've been to, I've performed in Chicago, I've performed in LA, um, all, all, you know, all over New York. Um, so, man, it's um, definitely, it's on the agenda, that's for, for sure. I, I love the United States, man. Um, I really do. And, yeah, we're very passionate you know, about our music. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and look, and that's the thing with with us. It's we we are very very happy with the way the album has come out. So we want to give it as you know the, the greatest opportunity for it to do well, and um, we're really happy for the fact that um, we, we've got. Uh, Anyone who buys the, the CD in the United States now, it actually is shipped from the United States. So, you know, there's not a long waiting time. There's not crazy costs in regards to um, to shipping fees. So, uh, 
you know, we're very, very happy with them. The feedback has been fantastic because people are receiving their CDs a couple of days after they buy it. That's great. And I also wanted to ask you, um, what can uh, bands look forward to seeing next? Well, uh, first of all, um, well, locally, we've, we've got a, a show that we still owe um, that was cancelled due to lockdown. So we're going to be playing um, on the 4th of December um, in our hometown of Melbourne, Australia. And it's a sold out show already. So we, we, um, we've been very, very lucky there. So we've received a lot of support from our hometown. And then um, next year we'll, we'll play an album. We'll do our own album launch, um, which is to be announced. And from there, we, we, we plan um, on... Yeah, like, for example, we've got an, another video. The next single will be Don't Wait For Me, which is the ballad. Um, so that'll be filmed soon. So that'll be coming out. And then it's all about getting, expanding um, our touring. So we're going to try and get around Australia. Um, I know that we're going to be playing in Sydney um, early uh, 2022. And then we, we branch out. So, you know, we're trying to get to the rest of the world. And it's something that we've all done in previous bands, so I, I no doubt it will happen. It won't be just talk, that's for sure. And are there any tracks that didn't make the album that you have back? Um, yeah, there was there were some things that 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 were written that were that weren't um, included on the album, um, mainly because it was about we wanted to choose the ten strongest songs, and um, so. That they weren't all recorded, but um, I, like you know, I had, uh, for example, um, I can't remember the title of the track, but it was uh, a real cool rock and tune, um, that I'd recorded all guitars for and stuff, but um, it, it didn't make it. But you never know, we may rework it and, and it may come out on a future release, I'm not sure. So, um, but man, you know, I'm always writing. Um, and you know, I, I'm very excited about you know what we, we're going to be coming up with, that's for sure. And, um, as far as your guitar style, um, what would you say were the guitarists that influenced you the most? Uh, for me personally, George Lynch from Dokken was a big one, um, and still continues um, to be. Um, I love Warren D. Martini from Rat, I love, um, the twin attack of Judas Priest. Um, same thing with Queensryche. I, lo I love the um, the twin attack there. Skid Row, same thing. For me, it's it's I like playing parts for the song, what suits for the song, as opposed to shredding all the time and just for nothing. Um, and the other guitar player, Dave Graham, he shines as well on songs like Date with the Devil and Don't Wait for Me. Um, and he's you know, his influences are um, anything from Randy Rhodes to uh, Jimi Hendrix, um, Ronnie Latecro, I'm sure. Um, mm -hmm. So, man, you know, it's, it's very 80s based. Uh, you know, all, all those guitar players, you know, they're all fantastic. Zach Wilde's another one for me. You know, I really love his style. Um, so... Yeah, anything good, you know, more or less. And um, we're very keen on uh, parts suiting the song. And that goes for vocals and backing vocals as well. So it's got to suit the song as opposed to just being all about 
you know, a shred fest. Right. And, you know, and harmon the harmony between guitars plays a big role. I know. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. always loved, uh, you know, then Lizzie originally started out with one guitarist, yeah. but when they add that second guitarist, man. Man, wow. well, absolutely. And, you know, like I've come from a band, you know, Black Majesty, where I've played twin harmony all my life, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, we, we do a little bit of that and love's got a hold on you, even though it's it just suits the song, but it works um, and it works great live. Same thing with uh, the title track, Wait for the Night. You know, there's some um, harmony guitar there. And we'll continue to do that on future stuff as well, um, because I recorded, you know, probably I think about seven of the songs, um, and then Dave, the second guitar player, joined the band, and he recorded the last two or three. So it'll be very even um, from now on on future releases. And um, speaking of releases, are there any uh, new releases that you're into at this time? Uh, oh, I, I, I like the the latest Halloween album. I think um, that's great. Uh, what else have I been listening to? I'm just thinking um, at the moment. Um, I've been listening to The Maiden. Um, I think that's cool. Um how do you like the progressive feel that um, Maiden put out on this one? Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. Um, like it's it, for me, it's it's not a classic, but it's still a Maiden. I mean, they're a band that um, that I took so much from, and I think they're one of the best bands ever. Um, so for me, it keeps it interesting, and I love the fact that they're still doing, um, or you know, putting out original music as opposed to some artists who that they don't do it um so for, for me it's that, that's a that's a cool thing and um you know when bands are putting out new music that that i loved even back in the day i think it's that's awesome um i can't wait for the john sykes um i'm very very excited to hear that i, I love his guitar playing it's been a yeah. long time um so it's been a long time so i hope that gets released soon um uh, in regards to, to other stuff, I mean, I, I've, I've been listening to what's out there at the moment. I just heard the Crazy Licks album um, yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, like I'm a big fan of um, of music just in general. So just like everyone. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's probably probably one of one of my favorite things to do. Um so yeah, I'm a huge music lover. What about yourself, Robert? What are some of your favorite releases? Well, I really like the new Nestor album. Oh, um, that's fantastic! See, I've heard that. Yes, um, they're a band from Sweden. Very, very good. Yep, no, um, I know it definitely. I've, I've heard um, heard the album. Great songs as well, and that's what I, that, I'm very, very into. Albums that have like you know a great album. Keep going. Yeah. And 1989 has a, just that excellent hook in it, you know. Sure. <laughs> it's sure. addictive. Um, yep. Between that, I've been listening to your album a lot. Great. And um, I like the new Maiden as well. The new Mastodon's really good. Cool. Yep. Um, 
yeah, I kind of jump around quite a bit, but um, yeah, I think I've been telling a lot of people I interview, I think one thing that did come out of the COVID situation is some of the best albums I've heard in a long time have come out this year. Oh, well, yeah. Well, and, and we like I pretty much wrote it <laughs> um, with my buddy Paul throughout COVID. So um, it, again, it's it allowed me to to really hone in on what I wanted to do. And the thing that I'm really pleased about is that the the, the feedback from the press and, and and fans has been amazing. So um, people get what you know the the idea and the thinking was because there's really um there wasn't a whole bunch of bands doing that sort of style with the the big guitar sound and um and with the the hooks you know with all the catchy songs so mm-hmm. um i think that's a, a key ingredient that sometimes gets forgotten about i mean like i don't get me wrong i love progressive music but it, for me um any genre if the songs are not high standard then it, it loses me a little bit yeah um another one um that just came to my mind was the new uh night flight orchestra i really like it as well cool i haven't heard that yet okay i, I know yeah, the band a, but i haven't it, heard that new release cool it's called aromatic two it's uh great just like phase two of the uh album from the year before fantastic fantastic yeah, well, um, the, yeah, we, we're we just humbled, man, uh, Robert, in terms of the way that, you know, th- things have come together for the band. And um, as I said, even though we've had a lot of experience and I think collectively the band has put, to get, uh, put out about 25 CDs over our career, but um, everyone is so, so proud of um, this album, Wait for the Night, and we're, we're really happy about that. I also wanted to ask you how to get merchandise because I need that cover artwork. Sure. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Um, well, if you, I can send you a link personally, but anyone around the world who wants to, to pick up our CD or any merchandise, it's available via um, our socials. So if you go onto our YouTube page and hit any of the information parts um, or on our Facebook, you'll, you, you can't miss it. Um, so it's via our, um, official Wicked Smile store and, um, yeah, man, we'll, we'll get, we'll get them out. Um, and we've, we've sold a lot of shirts, which is fantastic as well. And that, and that's the thing when people are buying t-shirts, I think that's another indication that things are going pretty well. You know, it's not just the CD they're buying. They're, um, also buying t-shirts, which is awesome. Right. It is because, you know, <clears throat> the days of the. Uh, million dollar record deals are over, you know, and uh, sure. yep, and we have to support our the bands we like. If we don't, definitely, um, definitely. they're not going to survive, yeah. And yeah, uh, the way to do that is to go see them live, buy the merchandise, um, help support in any way you can, definitely. Well, and, and I mean, we had friends who, who just went to the uh can't remember what the name of the cruise, but Monsters of uh, Monsters of Rock Cruise or something that happened in the United States recently, and mm-hmm. people are sending us photos of people wearing Wicked Smile shirts, you know, at the cruise, you know, and that's like yeah. that's the, it's the ultimate compliment for us, you know, it's just fantastic. So people are um, are proud to be wearing Wicked Smile shirts, you know, and that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, 
you know, it's to me, it's it's a vital part of it. You know, um, you know, bands back in the day, you know, your Van Halen's and stuff made all all the money off their records. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it's it's different. That's right. Well, I mean, again, there's so many pros and cons about you know things like Spotify, right? Um, because uh, the artist doesn't get anything. <laughs> but I guess the exposure is is good, you know. And we, um, in regards to the band, we when we were shopping for a record deal, um, you know, we we were like you know we we were told no by Frontiers and Nuclear Blast. Um, but we were we were offered deals. We were offered a number of deals by some of the the smaller labels. The only thing is, is that the the deals weren't as good, you know. And we, right. um, for us, we just thought, you know what, we've been around for a long time, and we can remain independent and and do okay out of this. So we still own our own rights um, right now. I mean, obviously, if if a good deal came along, of course we'd sign. We're not silly, but. Um, it, with all the, the record deals that we were offered, and um, there were about seven or eight of them, it just didn't make sense for us to sign. We, we could do it ourselves. So um, for us to be independent, it's even more important for us to be um, to get out there and you know, and the support that our fans are giving us has been awesome. Yeah, I think uh, you know the thing. Uh, it's like twofold. You know, there's the uh, comfort of having that record deal but there's also you know the drive of doing it on your own you know that's right it, yeah yeah for sure it, it's and I, I look i'm i'm very very confident in terms of the drive for us because we all have got that drive um and we've thought about marketing um even after the fact after the album is out so i think that's a downfall for some um for some bands that they spend all their money on their recording and then they don't leave anything to advertise the album so yeah and lastly i wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans what would that message be we just uh, are loving the support that um the fans and people and um uh, you know, even the media, you know, people like yourself, man, on podcasts and radio have been giving us. It's been awesome. So we really appreciate it. And um, we we can't wait to get to, you know, to get to see, see all of you. And we will, you know, slowly but surely we will. And as I mentioned before, we're not just uh, a band who's putting out an album. We're the real deal. We're going to tour all around the world. Um, like for example, we've been to Japan, we've been to the United States with previous bands and been to the UK. So we're definitely going to get there and, uh, things are starting to be put in place. Well, once again, I'd like to congratulate you on an amazing album and I look very much forward to seeing you live. Thanks Robert. Cheers. Very, uh, very appreciated. And I appreciate your support, mate. Thank you. And please feel free to update me at any time. You got my it, podcast never sleeps. So. No worries. You've got <laughs> it, man. And I'll send you that, um, that link. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robert. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. I'd like to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. All you have to do is click that button And you can be a member of the family.
And remember, come see me for a fix.